thank you, Canny Beat, for kicking off the show. Welcome back to the Bench Talk Podcast. Got the whole bench mob with you this week. I'm Christian, joined by Brady. Gone. Anthony. What's up? And Ben. Howdy. Before we get started, very that was such a, a very anticlimactic. I was so like, to <laughs> bring the mood, what to bring the mood down, bringing yeah. the energy. Well, you know, you know, for once, I thought I was going to be announced like first because I'm never announced first for whatever reason. It's because I'm just always last. We say say that Audi for last. I don't think that's the reason. I, I've heard Brady been called first. I've heard Anthony. It's never me. And no, it's it's I because had my. Our greetings. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have much to give into that howdy, so. Oh. But, uh, the way to... I see it is, I mine and Anthony's to... greeting are like it's super basic. Yeah. So, so we, we, we save the howdy. Off with like a juicy howdy, you know. It's got okay, some okay. mustard uh, then, in it, you know. Christian, uh, can you uh, introduce me to the game again, please? And <laughs> to I'll, the game. Uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, like in basketball, like in... and they like number twelve. Oh, I, I need a, a good introduction again, and I'll improve my howdy for okay. it. Number sixty-nine, a six-one guard, Ben Brennan. Howdy. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay, bullshit, yeah. Bro. He baited it off. Get it. off the podcast, man. <laughs> All right, it's, it's uh... just has it's professional and get into it there you go i was look i i was looking up at the sky when i got called in and my finger in the air and you know how everyone does like looking up every time they're Oh, you know how like every player they get now is they look oh up, you're point playing to the a guy you're like you're like thank yeah, god it, you know. Know. oh I, I was doing that while saying my howdy oh too bad we don't have video on I'll get the picture. All right. Before we get started, uh, hit us up on Instagram at Bench Talk Podcast. Toss us a follow. And if you're listening to this on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a follow or subscribe there and give us a rating too. And comment on our video if this is on YouTube or comment one of our posts on Instagram to let us all know your sports takes on the things we are going to give our takes on today all right boys so we got nfl free agency to talk about huge signs to talk about um this is a very exciting time of year because get to see the guys especially because i'm a big fantasy guys we're all big fantasy guys and just regular football too but you see the guys in new jerseys and we get a bit of a preview of this upcoming season and a lot of big names changing and let's start off with quarterbacks James Sorry, Winston. Speak, speaking of fancy guys, are we like gonna like be larpers with fancy football? Do you know what larper is? No, we will not be doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that's that, that's larpers. My, it, it stands for live action role play. Oh, what's the movie with? Uh, Why would we be doing that? Guy? Role. Have you watched? Have you ever watched Role Models? Oh. Oh, okay. You should. Throwing way off topic here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Actually, great movie. We haven't even we haven't even gotten to our first topic yet. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. 
Sorry, Christian. Go ahead. All right. Jameth Winston, uh, staying in New Orleans, one year, $12 million. And the question is, well, Ben, I'll throw to you first since you want to be first. Jameth Winston, Taysom Hill, they're going to be competing there in New Orleans. Overall thoughts on the contract and on that situation too. I think it's a fair contract. You're giving James a chance to uh, – and this past season with New Orleans, he didn't – didn't get the opportunity to show anything right so this one-year deal gives him a chance to actually fight for the starting spot and show what he can do in this new orleans offense i like it i think that he should take the reins for this team because we saw the Taysom hill experiment last year and Taysom hill to me looked more of a well he is what he is a utility guy who fun to watch but really i don't want him leading my team i don't want him having to throw every single pass for my team i think i'm more interested to see what jameson can do the a full year without drew Brees, and uh maybe uh maybe coaching staff in new england have found a way to or new england new orleans have found a way to sort of maybe fix some of those flaws that we saw with Tampa Bay. Anybody else want to comment on Jameth, or do we want to move on to the next name here? I mean, I think I think Ben covered the whole uh, gist of it. I think it's, I just think it's a good sign, like a good re-sign for them. Give them a little shot. All right, I'm in the same boat there. If uh, you know, we saw what he can do with Tampa throw 30 touchdowns also 30 interceptions but if with some better coaching and I think he has a better coach now yeah so we will see uh let's move on to Cam Newton and he got a one-year 14 million dollar contract which a lot of people are very skeptical because Cam Newton can even start in this league anymore and Anthony you think he can start and you think the Patriots with all their new additions can really do something this year. Actually, uh, just I was reading into his contract and it's actually a so it's a guaranteed six million. The rest is add-ons and incentives for like actually playing. So it's kind of a win-win for like both parties. Uh, and I said this before. I said this after New England got their first free agent signing, which was Johnny Smith for three uh three years 50 million i said that new england's gonna make the playoffs this year and i think there's a lot of reasons why i think new england's gonna be better and it's not just because it can uh there's like when you look when you look at cam stats from 2020 and you compare to tom brady's 2019 stats it's really not that far off and I think it just shows you how poor the supporting roster was on offense. Uh, and you know what? New England went out and fixed that by getting uh, like Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, and Kendrick Bourne. And the other thing, too, is their strength of schedule goes from the hardest last year, this past year, to the 21st strength of schedule. So they're not going to be playing as many hard teams and I think 
like I feel like they could still sweep the Jets. They could probably split with Miami. Like there's a lot of winnable games in their schedule. And I feel like all Cam Newton has to do is manage the game and be dynamic with his legs. And with Bill Belichick in that defense, with a lot of starters coming back as well, like Deontay Hightower, I, I really think that's a solid playoff team. Like I, I'd be surprised that they didn't make playoffs uh, this year. All right, interesting to see if uh, if that comes true. We will talk about that more even closer to the season, but that's a very interesting take at this point. We will get to the rest of the guys that they have signed later on when we get around to their positions. But we got another quarterback, Brady, and that is Andy Dalton, who is signing Andy. a one-year, $10 million contract with the Chicago Bears. And he has been told he will be starting for Chicago. Brady, your thoughts? I mean, he looked all right playing for Dallas last year. Like, given the team he had, what he had to deal with, it, it would have been hard on almost anyone, right? Um, but going over to Chicago, they got a nice roster. I, I, I do like it as a signing. Obviously, I don't think Andy Dalton is the guy that they were striving to get. But he, he has some experience, and I think he can... I think he can hold his own in that offense and do what they need him to do. You know what I, what I don't get? I don't get why no one's tried to get Sam Darnold yet. And like, personally, I'd rather give it a shot to Sam Darnold than like settle with Andy Dalton. And it, oh, I, I thought about this as well. And what I've heard is amongst the league, there's, I think, teams are not as high on Sam Darnold as, like, just the media and fans, it seems like. A lot of teams aren't that interested in him, for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why, because he's still a young talent, and, and he, was, uh, he hasn't he was really so had a chance to prove anything. Draft. Was he not? Well, so- he was the first over. Sorry, he wasn't the first overall pick. There, there was an argument. There was a serious argument that he could have been the first overall pick. Uh, but yeah, he was one of the top prospects when he, he was drafted, and I think that's reasoning behind the lack of movement for uh, Sam Darnold is because there's something else that teams have seen and they don't like from Sam Darnold and I don't know what that is but that seems to be the reasoning hmm. it's interesting because I even think like uh, we'll get to this but Washington signed Fitzpatrick I don't see why Washington wouldn't like give Sam Darnold a chance either like I don't know why you want to settle on this these old quarterbacks like you know what you're going to get but you know that the ceiling is just not there like with Andy Dalton. Well, no, no, the ceiling is there, and it's not that high. Yeah, you know, you, I agree with you. You know exactly what you're getting from Andy Dalton, and that it's going to be mediocre quarterback play. And then, same with Fitz, Fitzpatrick. You know, he has his his magic games, and then he has games that you're like, okay, he's probably not a starting quarterback in this league. Chicago and Washington were the two two pretty interesting 
uh, quarterback situations that we're keeping an eye on with rumors about Russell Wilson, Sean Watson, whatever. It, it just seems like a big disappointment for them both to settle on Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Especially as a fan. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Neither one of those guys are cheering for when you hear I'm getting signed. Yeah, it's interesting. Both teams are, are legit playoff teams when it comes to their defense. They both needed a quarterback, and Andy Dalton gets signed, and I don't know how many people believe in Andy Dalton as a legit starter in the NFL, because don't forget, he was replaced two years ago by Ryan Finley, and then eventually, obviously, by Joe Burrow, but in the season, by Ryan Finley. And Andy Dalton's not a starter in this league. We all, I think, hopefully can settle on that. Maybe he proves us wrong this year. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, you guys mentioned Ryan Fitzpatrick, one year, twelve million to Washington. Should be interesting to see what he can do there. He's certainly a a polarizing player because he we know what he can do. It's just can he do it consistently? Well, let's see. Uh, let's move on to running backs, where we got Aaron Jones re-upping with Green Bay, four years, thirty-eight million maximum value of that contract, forty-eight, depending on incentives and performance. Ben, we talked about Aaron Jones last week. He signed the deal. Your take? Uh, so, this one is a tough one because I like Aaron Jones. I think he's a great running back. At the same time, you um, have a second-round pick in A.J. Dillon waiting on the, waiting on the bench, basically, to his opportunity. And I thought what was more likely to happen was that we're going to look at a, a backfield of AJ Dillon and some sort of receiving back, whether it was bring back Jamal Williams or James White or bring in James White. Uh, Aaron Jones signed completely screwed all that up because he's going to be the workhorse back. And this deal, nine and a half million is minimum amount that they're giving him per year uh, before incentives and everything i think it's fair but i don't know how green bay gets better from this move you're throwing out the same roster as you did last year and if they would have chose to take aj dylan and run with him literally um they could have saved the money that they spent on Aaron Jones and used it to make the defense a bit better. Uh, maybe bring back Corey Lindsay uh, as our starting center, who is just as important to the run game as Aaron Jones. And there's a lot of other options that you could do to try to improve the roster. And I don't think running back was a place of need with or without Aaron Jones. So, Overall, I'm happy that he's back, but I, I'm a little bit worried about Bay and or the, what this move does for them. Do you think he's there for the whole four years? Uh, I'm going to say yes. That's a tough question. Uh, it's 
I will say yes. And I, I don't really have any reasoning behind it other than Green Bay seems to try to make the most of their players and their contracts. Like, you don't really see them being – I don't know. I, that That's a really tough one. All right. Uh, let's move on to Kenyon Drake, who signed a two-year, $11 million contract with the Las Vegas Raiders. Brady, he's moving on from the Cardinals. What's your take on Kenyon Drake – joining Josh Jacobs in the backfield for Las Vegas. I was pretty surprised to see that considering how good of a back that Josh Jacobs has been. And it only in what his second year last year? I believe so, yeah. So I'm not really sure what to think of it. I really don't because Kenyon Drake, like we've seen the highs and we've seen the lows. And in my opinion, like you don't know which Kenyon Drake you're gonna get. So to take a chance on a running back, it, it's not super pricey. And if you get if you get the highs of Kenyon Drake, then it, it looks really good. But if you get the lows, it's just wasted money on a running back when you have Josh Jacobs, who's been a workhorse back both years. So I don't know. It, it was very surprising. I, I kind of see where, why they signed him though. Like, you, Josh Jacobs has been the most, other than Derrick Henry, has the most touches in the whole league over the last two seasons. And when you're running a guy that much, he's bound to get injured or slow down. And at least this way, you can give touches to someone else. Like, th- who's their backup running back in that four? Uh, uh, with uh, Jalen Richard, who's I, more of a path catcher. They, didn't they also have? Uh, I remember they had. They had one guy running last year. I I have to find his name. DeAndre Washington. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he He's was there, with. Yeah. Went to Miami. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right in that. He went. Uh. I thought Jalen Richard was decent patch catching back. Like he looked all right in the opportunities he did get. So, but they just didn't give him that many opportunities. I don't know. This move really surprised me because I kind of thought that that pass catching role was already taken for them, and they just weren't using it. But maybe they see something in um, in Drake that. I haven't really seen because I'll trade him to you, Christian. <laughs> yeah, you did trade him to me in fantasy. And I'm seeing Jalen Richard still on the roster as far as I can tell, so they're gonna have a, a couple guys in the the backfield there. Should be interesting to see how, how it plays out. Uh I think Josh Jacobs is really good. He's been yes, he's been run a lot, so gotta give him a bit of a rest and Kane Drake's a, a pretty good guy to have in association with Josh Jacobs. Let's move on to uh, wide receivers. And the biggest name, in my opinion, my guy I had him in fantasy this year before he got popped for a PED suspension. Cheater. Uh, <laughs> you're not trying. Will Fuller is going to the Miami 
Dolphins, one year, $10 million. I hear that contract also has a lot of upside as far as incentives go. This is the one thing about the NFL. There's guaranteed money, there's base contract, there's incentives. So there's a lot of different figures being thrown around. But it's a one-year deal for Will Fuller, Anthony, with the Miami Dolphins. What's your take on Fuller going from Houston to join with Tua Tagovailoa and Devontae Parker and your boy Mike Gusecki? In Miami, uh, I think with Miami, I feel like the whole season's ride or die on Tua, and their success is dependent on Tua. And and the more they add around him, the more of a reason Tua needs to perform. Uh, I don't know, like, and I like that's a one-year deal for them because Will Fuller is very injury prone before last year i don't think he ever finished a full actually didn't finish a full season last year but the previous two years he tore his acl two years in a row and for a guy that's relying on his speed and his and his footwork you know i like i, I don't know i don't think there's anything wrong with it i, I feel like uh I, I think it's a good sign for miami and uh, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing much else to say about it. I honestly, this is what I really liked for Miami. Another dynamic receiver alongside Devontae Parker. And, you know, like, it doesn't really have many weapons to work with before the signing. I think this gives them new options. But you disagree with that? I mean, you still had a Mike Gusecki is a good tight end, above average tight end. Good tight end. Devonte Parker. Devonte Parker is, is a thousand yard receiver. I mean, and even he's he's just an above average. He's not even above average wide receiver one. He's pretty average. And then, could you even name their wide receiver two, Anthony? Um. Oh, what's his name? And this guy finished ahead of me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, sorry, I don't uh, make preseason reports there, Christian. Jeez. Anyways, a combination of a. Uh, I was also. Preston anyways, Williams. I was also gonna go on to. Oh yeah, Preston Williams, who's okay, but I was gonna, like okay, Miles Gaskin was a good back point. for Miles Gaskin was a good back for Miami, and I know this is a completely oh, different conversation but like the the reason I'm not convinced on two is because what like every quarterback I watch all these young guys there's something that I can point to and be like yeah that's like he's got that like like he's dynamic doing that like Tua just kind of like he just looks like a game a game manager with no confidence to throw the ball over the top and if he has to make a pass, if it's third and ten, I'm not confident in him converting that and making the, a ten yard pass because he doesn't pass the ball deep and he looks afraid. Well, maybe to this year with some with improved weapons but, and but Ryan Fitzpatrick was able system. to do stuff was able to drive down the field with the same weapons. But, but he is an experienced quarterback at the same time. He's and in this situation for half a dozen teams 
I'd like to see to it this year he where the offense is all his. This is his the, opportunity. I, I this is when I'll see what Tua really is capable of when he has a couple decent wide receivers and Will Fuller and uh, Devontae Parker and Mike Yusaki. And now it's it's his opportunity. They're uh I think have they made any improvements to their O line yet? Maybe not, but no. I expect them to uh Maybe try to get someone in uh, the draft this year, but anyways, uh, this is uh, all I'm saying is this is to his opportunity, and if he still looks like the guy we saw in the few games last year, then it's time to worry. But it's it's too early. Give him some time. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just because I just remember this guy was so hyped out of the draft. He was gonna go. For, he was the unanimous first overall pick before he got injured. And there's, and I don't like, I just don't see the the dynamism, and that's what like all these new young yeah, guys are. It's just, a word. <laughs> that is, is a that word. A word? Uh, dynamism. <laughs> it is a word. Yeah. I swear to God. I know ism. It is. It is. It's a word. Unfortunate. Yeah, I fucking told. I knew it. <laughs> Never thought Anthony would have would have that. over here. Pull the pull the tough one out there. Uh, I really uh, I like the move. I like uh, Tua's got weapons now, so if he's gonna prove it, he's got weapons to prove it this year. I think uh, Marvin Jones Jr. going from the Detroit Lions to the Jacksonville Jaguars, given Trevor Lawrence, who are Alevo already saying Trevor Lawrence is a Jaguar, even though officially he isn't, but uh, we all know he's gonna end up in Jacksonville, and it's two years, fourteen and a half million for Marvin Jones. Jared Goff, you're going to Detroit, and you will be throwing to Tyrell Williams. So let's pour one out for oh, and Danny Amendola and Danny Amendola because <laughs> we all we are expecting Kenny Galli to go elsewhere. So Jared Goff, you can you can enjoy throwing to nobody. Um, Marvin Jones to Jack. Paul Williams. Yeah, I guess he'll be throwing to his running backs a lot. Uh, okay. Anthony, you like the Marvin Jones pickup? Yeah, I actually think uh, Jacksonville's wide receiver group is a lot of, other than Martin Jones, it's a lot of young guys that have a lot of potential. Like DJ Chark, we know he can be good. LaVisca Chenault looked oh my God. very good last year as a rookie. And I think Trevor Lawrence actually has decent weapons along with James Robinson. Like that offense can actually uh, come to something uh, good and not horrific like last year. Um, but yeah, I like the move. It's also a veteran guy who's been around for a while, so uh, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, it's a good move on for Jacksonville. I feel it's a, it's just a deal. Like There's always those deals that have no hurt on either side. I think it's one of those ones. Yeah, Marvin Jones is a good mentor the... Exactly. the... Uh... Guys who are still finding their way in the league. Yeah. And it is worth noting the ageless Carlos Hyde has also signed with Jacksonville. Uh, Corey Davis going to the Jets to give. We talked about Sam Darnold earlier. If he stays with the Jets uh, coming into this next season, Corey Davis will be one of his receivers, Ben. Yes. Uh, 
I think this is a very good move for the Jets because, well, other than uh, I'm blanking on his name, James Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder, thank you. Jameson Crowder is a very sort of he, he's a solid wide receiver, but he's not uh, doesn't add anything special, in my opinion, to the Jets. It's not like he's a he makes any big wild plays, and I think Corey Davis is athletic. He's tall. Uh, bring a little bit more athleticism to that wide receiver core, and maybe become the number one option for whoever's playing quarterback for the Jets next season. I think this was a great move uh, to bring in some more talent. Corey Davis looked very good last year. Yeah, he looked really good after. Remember at the start of the year, Tennessee declined his option uh basically kick him out the door and he played that season for them and looked really good across from aj brown he gets rewarded with a three-year 37 million dollar contract with the jets nelson Aguilar brady going to new england he's an addition they made along with a lot of other guys for two years and 26 million dollars 26 mil um See, this is another one of those deals where I look at because, what, Cam Newton last year, he threw how many touchdowns? Like, uh, eight, ten. I don't, I don't even. I don't even think it was ten. He probably ran for ten. I think it was nine. Um, but anyways, whatever it was, um, like Nelson Aguilar, he's a good receiver. Uh, again, I think it's one of those deals that it can't really hurt either team because. If you look at the Patriots wide receiver core last year, like Aguilar's a yeah, exactly. Aguilar's a plus in that. So like, Jacoby Myers was their wide receiver one. I <laughs> guy was throwing touchdown passes. He did. Yeah. Like, and, and I couldn't even name tell you their starting tight end. I literally couldn't. Izzo? Ryan Izzo? I don't know. And they actually just traded so. to Where to? Uh, I believe Houston, he's uh, replacing Darren Fells. So that's ah. um, Curtis Samuel. This is a really good addition. I like this one. I, I was. I really like this addition. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it right to you, Brady, because Curtis Samuel's joining Riverboat Ron in Washington as well <laughs> coach. Um, three years, three hundred. Uh, whoa, three years, thirty-four million for Curtis <laughs> Samuel. Go ahead, Brady. Uh, first of all, it's a nice young team that's starting to form together, especially on the defensive end. Um, for the offense, who's their quarterback for this year? Am I blanking? It's Patrick. It's, it's, it's Patrick. It's, yeah, yeah, we were just talking about it. Um, it's what? Curtis Samuel alongside Terry McLaurin and Sims. Logan, not Logan. Uh, Logan Thomas. Their tight end. He's nasty. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he no, he's very good. Year. He did. I would know. I dropped him a bunch of times, picked him up a bunch of times. Didn't work out for me. Um... But again, Curtis Samuel's a young, fast, wide receiver. And I think he would fit very well alongside Terry McLaurin because I think Terry McLaurin has a little more... He, he's a better technical receiver as well as being fast. So I think it's a good combo that they have there. So when I saw this signing, I was, if I was a Washington fan, I, I would really like it. 
Um, I would like to that even more if he went to the Packers. Yeah, your Packers <laughs> have not signed any big name receivers yet, so hopefully there's a few guys left. Maybe a Sammy. Yo, Watkins but you guys didn't have to tell Funches me that. <laughs> Devin Funches is gonna come back this year. What are you saying? Thank He's nasty. You. I've seen him play Thank basketball. You. He might be yeah. better at basketball than he is football. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be excited to see him play either, and I will not be excited to see him play for the Packers this year. All right. I, uh, um. Yeah. Well, let's see. I'll get started. Are you excited about uh, the Patriots getting two of the top tight ends available? Bill Belichick said, "Look, I have no tight ends, so let me get everybody." He picks up Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Ben. I'm really, really interested to see how they plan on rolling both these guys out. Like, what lineups they're going to be going out regularly. Because these guys, you want them both on the field as much as possible. And it is so strange that, you know, I, this, this, was, uh, this was a Bill Belichick move, that's for sure. To, he saw a need. And uh, he did more than address it in picking up two best tight ends in free agency this year. They're, they're also guys who not only can catch the ball and get touchdowns, they can block uh, yes. extremely well. And New England's identity, especially when you have Cam, is the run game. And when you can play a two tight end set with two guys who can block and they have a threat to catch a pass, it just makes it so much harder to defend your offense. It makes it a lot less predictable. So I think it's a great move for New England. It's certainly a great move. Oh, I like it, it a lot, yeah. I'm curious what Hunter Henry can do in a different organization because it kind of felt like with Hunter Henry kept on waiting for him to become maybe a top five and maybe that's pushing it a little bit become an elite one and he just never really started to show any improvement so maybe now in New England he'll find his stride and uh, I'm looking forward to see what he can do we shall see the big money contract. Trent Williams staying in San Francisco. Brady getting a six-year, $138 million contract for the big man. Massive deal. Very big deal. Good old lineman. Like, me, for me, this deal, there's not much to say, right? Good old lineman getting paid because he's a good old lineman. And on a team that is very run heavy, so upgrading the O line and it's only for the betterment of the team and their overall scheme. I was a little, I was I was surprised, a little surprised that I was a six year. Um, yeah. So what is he? 33? I, I believe he's. I think he's thirty two right now. So this is taking him till he's thirty eight. That's uh. He won't be there in four years. It's a really good contract now. I think so. But it won't be. Yes. He won't be there for the six years. So I guarantee you that. Oh. He can't. It. Just. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, he's a phenomenal. He, he kind of proved a lot of people wrong this past year. People thought he sort of started to fall off, but. Long-term deal for any 32-year-old lineman is. I want to be a little bit dangerous. 
Um, a deal that is certainly not dangerous is Shaq Barrett re-signing with the Buccaneers. It is a four-year, $68 million contract, and Anthony, Tampa Bay's bringing the group all back. Yeah, the boys are running it back. They pretty much are keeping the same roster, and I don't know how they do this like salary cap uh, magic to re-sign, to get Godwin back, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, uh, all back. And I Gronk. really didn't... And Gronk as well. And I really didn't think... I, I thought they were going to keep maybe one to two of those guys. I really didn't think they'd get them all back. And it makes Tampa really scary as a prospect. And like they're only going to be better year two, especially Tom Brady in that system. And that defense... It's just oh, probably the one of the best defenses in the league. Definitely one of the best defenses. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him in the NFC Championship game again next year. I really wouldn't. And good for Tampa to keep the boys, the boys buzzing, and the boys back for a second run at the at the ship. Been another big guy up uh, up front. Uh, Pittsburgh's former. And Bud Dupree going to Tennessee for five years, eighty-two and a half million. Big pickup for Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee had to improve their defense, and no better way to do it than one of the best sack specialists in the league in Bud Dupree. So that's a great move. A little bit worried about Tennessee losing quite a few guys on offense, but uh, and in their cornerback positions with the Dory Jackson gone now too. But uh, definitely filled one hole in buying Bud Dupree. I like it all. I also like uh, Joe Tunney going to Kansas City. So they let go of uh, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. They bring in Joe Tunney. They're expecting Laurent Duvernay Tardif uh, back. Also Mike Remmer is coming back. So Kansas City is putting back together their O-line after they had to sort of uh, break it up for cap uh, reasons, further making me confused about how the salary cap works in the <laughs> NFL. Because, like, they had to cut guys it never for salary cap reasons, fail. and now they're adding guys for a lot of money. So, I mean, I really don't know. Um, Brady, let's move on to uh, John Johnson going to Cleveland and from the Rams, the safety. He... Is going to be a really good addition for this team because we know the defensive struggles they've had in the secondary. We certainly know what Cleveland's front line I, looks like, and yeah, I think I think last year Cleveland's secondary was, if not the worst, one of the worst. That was definitely this the place that they're lacking, and I believe they've they made a few signings of players in the secondary. Um, I do forget the other one, but John Johnson was. Had a very good year last year. Um, I think he had somewhere near 100 tackles or something like that. Um, and he's coming from that Rams defense that you could argue is, if not the best, one of the best defenses in the whole league. So to have a guy come from a team like that, maybe bring some some knowledge to the, the other secondary players in the Browns. Definitely very good signing for them. 
Yeah, and the other guy is actually another former Ram, uh, Troy Hill, four years, $24 million right. for the Browns. So they're taking all the guys from the Rams, put them beside Denzel Ward, hopefully get that all figured out. AJ Green. Exactly. I just Anthony, want, oh, go ahead. I just have to cut in on, on Sonic real quick because uh, maybe a hot take. Cleveland may have one of the best defenses in the league going into next season. I don't think it's hot. And I wouldn't say you're crazy. Uh, I I'd, I'd even say there's a couple good defenses though. I think top five, maybe top three. Top three. Uh, not top five. Ooh. Not top five. No. Not even top five. I'd say they're like on the cusp of top five. They're definitely top ten, top seven. The cusp-y? Yeah, they cost uh, me that. I really, really like uh, that's that secondary was so weak last year, man. And I know they had these. And they they the just safety. addressed it with the the best safety available with on Johnson, and they added a reliable corner to in the slot. In I Troy still, Hill. I'm still not so a big. Like, I'm not a big fan of their linebackers either. I can understand. Yeah, I can understand that. Like, I don't know. I have to. I have to see the defense play but I still don't think they're top five there's still a lot of defenses I really like like I think at minimum Tampa Bay Steelers and Rams all have a better defense than Cleveland yeah, so it's you know, three right there those I had uh, I, I when I said top three I did have the Rams and Buccaneers in mind but I did for a moment forget about the Steelers yeah. Yeah, so they're I, not going to be top three, but I will say I'm going to stick with my top five. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I I I think it definitely will improve, but that that secondary was horrendous, and it'll take a lot to get it to get it going. You know. Uh, I'll throw you our last name here, Anthony AJ Green. Uh, the veteran going to Arizona, one year, eighty uh, eight point five million, guaranteed six million. Um, it's uh, we'll see what AJ Green can do still. Yeah, man, it, it was when I watched AJ Green last year. He looked very like he looked washed, man. And I don't know if he's got anything left in the tank, but if he does, if they can even get to like halfway to what prime AJ Green was, that's a scary prospect. Cause then you're lining up against DeAndre Hopkins, who's a top three receiver in the league. AJ Green, if he gets even close to his prime, and then Christian Kirk, who's just a speed demon and can beat you over the top. Uh like this could work out really well and if it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's a win win kind of contract. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't mind the move. I think Arizona has done a lot of great moves this off season so far, and look, hope I, I think they might make playoffs. It's just really hard to tell with, uh, just because that division's so hard. But I like what they're doing. Uh, we got a couple of names who have not signed yet, and let's go through them quickly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna name them if you guys wanna. Jump in at any point. Um, cut me off. Feel free to cut me off. Chris Carson, still a free agent. James Connor, Leonard Fournette. James Connor is atrocious. All right, that's oh fancy my. frustration right there, guys. 
I mean, it, it is, oh. and it isn't at the same time, because even just as, like, a, like, a, just a neutral football perspective, watching him play, it's like he, it's like he just doesn't have passion for the game. He, he wasn't really running hard. And, it, and I remember a clip from their playoff game against Cleveland where the snap went, it was literally, like, the first play of the game, and the snap went over Big Ben's head. And it was, it looked like he wasn't even, there was no urgency to grab the ball for James Conner. Dude, in that play, it looked like James Conner and Big Ben stared at each other and they're like, yo, who wants to pick up this fucking football? Hmm. And then, and then they didn't end up picking it up because they took too long. Like, I don't even know what they're doing. That was a horrible football play hmm. on, yeah. And even if, if you look at the whole, like the year as a whole for the Steelers, they didn't really run the ball at all. So maybe that yeah, could... Yeah, one of the maybe, worst run, run yeah. offenses in the league. I, Big Ben was having to throw like 45 attempts a game. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm just wondering if maybe that's why James Conner was unmotivated. But last year was not a good year for him. All right, more names here. Leonard Fournette, James White. Todd Gurley, who is washed and should never be in the NFL ever again. <laughs> um, that's fantasy frustration. Um, Mike Davis, who had a really good year. See if you can parlay that into a big contract. Or not a big contract, but a nice contract. Lev Bell, we all know what he did, what he can do. It's left to be seen. Gus Edwards, Phil Lindsay, who his um, tender was recently... Uh, taken back I forget what the exact word is but he will be leaving Denver uh, Kenny Galladay the biggest name in water receivers see where he can go yeah well I've heard he's close to signing with the Giants and you as a New York fan there Riggs what do you think of that like what, do you want him or oh I certainly or... want him uh, Kenny Galladay visiting with the Giants uh, either today or, or tomorrow and man I would love a Kenny Galladay a real, real solid receiver. It's just is Danny Dimes the guy? I uh, don't think so. I think you gotta solve the quarterback. I think you'll know. You'll know if he's the guy by week four. <laughs> yeah, or or week one. But uh, we'll see. I don't think he's the guy, but I, I certainly would love a Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster. Get him out of my uh... face, that stupid TikTok loser. I hope he falls off a cliff. <laughs> NFL-wise, not in real life. I don't... You, you know what? Watch. Well... He's going to sign Detroit. Oh, my. That, I don't know why. He just seems like a Detroit Lion. There you go. Give give Jared Goff someone to throw to. What, Tyrell Williams yeah. isn't good enough? Um, Antonio Brown, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton, Sammy Watkins. These are all names Ben really wants on the Packers. Um, <laughs> Richard Sherman... I'm not going to get any of them. <laughs> Fisher, <laughs> Mitchell Schwartz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Tevin Coleman. That uh, that's our bit of our, our fantasy or our uh, free agency look. There, I'm certainly excited to see what the rest of free agency looks like, as well as the draft coming up somewhat soon. Um, let's move on to Drew Brees, who retired. Amazing career by Drew Brees, and we want to have this discussion. Where does Drew Brees sit all time? Quarter, out of all time quarterbacks, we got we we know Tom Brady's one. I think we're all good on that. But where does Drew Brees sit? 
Now, for the record, Drew Brees is second in passing touchdowns, total passing touchdowns. He is first in total passing yards. He never won an MVP, and he won one Super Bowl. So, I've put together all the stats, and in my opinion, Drew Brees is the... So, I got uh, this, this is my list. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I will let anybody take it from here. Uh, I don't know if you... I don't know if you can put Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees. Maybe when Rodgers retires again, but not yet, man. Like the guys, I think you can easily can. But I, I think there's still that argument. I think there's an argument, but I think he, you easily can. Mm. Rogers, Rogers. Honestly, they, they're both the eye test. They're both very similar to me. They're like great regular season quarterbacks that have a Super Bowl, but continued after winning their Super Bowl, continue to have like a postseason disappointment after postseason disappointment. Breeze was and also never the best quarterback in the league. He was never the number one guy. But, Brady but you, was always better than him. Manning was always better than him. But exactly, any given year, basically. You, you, you can't say the same for Rodgers. You have to take that into account, though. This guy in his prime was. You one, also have to take into account two. that Rodgers has three MVPs, and Mr. Drew Brees has zero. I. Okay, but back to Peyton Manning. So he's played in an era where Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were at, were the best quarterbacks of all time, and I just think like. You're even listing Peyton Manning and Tom Brady ahead of Drew Brees for good reason, and even ahead of Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to win an MVP when you're going up against those two guys every year for an MVP during Drew Brees' prime. Uh, I think it's tough. Like, I don't think the fact Drew Brees has no MVPs, I don't think that that shouldn't hinder his legacy, in my opinion. My tiebreaker like was. I think it does. He still has. He still has the most seasons with over five thousand passing yards as a quarterback. He has the most games of four plus touchdowns. Most games of three plus touchdowns in in a quarterback career. I just think he was really unlucky not to get an MVP. So where do you have him, Anthony? I would have him at five, uh, at four. Like I feel like you can't argue anyone in the top three other than Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Joe Montana, in my opinion. And I think after that, it's a lot of arguments, close calls, and you can almost put... There's a lot of guys you can put in four through ten. But I feel like Drew Brees, with his longevity and just the way he played the game, and was also an unconventional quarterback... Before Drew Brees, was there a, 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 a quarterback as short as him who was that successful? I don't think there was. Yeah, he, he was the he was like the first he, one. Yeah. He was the first. He was the first of his kind, and I think that he's definitely for me fourth. And I, and you know what? It could change. Like Rodgers wins another Super Bowl. Like Rodgers still has another f- like three four years in him, so it could change. But as of right now, I'd put Drew Brees at four. 
Then where would you have Drew Brees? Would you uh, agree with me or uh, Anthony? Uh, I personally just think that the three MVPs are the thing that puts Rodgers over Brees. You know, I know I'm biased. Uh, I've also watched more of Aaron Rodgers' prime than I have Brees. And if you've watched Aaron Rodgers, you've seen magic happen on the field. And that reason alone, like just being most exciting quarterback to watch because he could make any throw on the field and is scrambling out of the pocket. And I never, and I haven't, I didn't get to see earlier as a Drew Brees. So I've missed part of that. But personally, I do have Aaron Rodgers above him. And I would put Drew Brees at five for me. Brady, that leaves you. Where do you uh, where are you looking at for Drew Reef? See, this is my thing. Is like I'm sitting because I only really started watching or getting into the NFL in the last few years. So half of the quarterbacks on this list, I never really watched play. So I don't think I have the best uh, like information or best perspective to make a decision. If you if you know what I mean, like. Rogers won you money. Won <laughs> you money. It's not a part of this conversation. This is why I hate talking about Aaron Rodgers if, uh, with you and Brady because you're just like, yeah, you won, we, I won money off him. It's like, that's not what makes him good. Like, good for you guys. Fuck. Uh, it, it, Get over it. It is great for us. And it's great for Aaron Rodgers in my race uh, of all time rankings because he's a Drew Brees for that reason. Did Drew Brees win you money? No. Oh. No, because I'm, like I'm not a gambling you know degenerate. Could, could Drew Brees Neither am I. ever won, uh, like, won you money for winning an MVP? No, because he never won one. Or Rogers I'm not did that three times if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not worth my breath to continue talking about this. It really isn't. All right, well, let's move on to uh, let's, that's all we got for NFL for this week's episode. Uh, NHL is really nothing going on until the trade deadline. No huge topics sticking out to us, so we're gonna skip NHL this week. So we got uh, well, we got March Madness, and we got a bit of basketball. March Madness is starting uh, tomorrow, or actually today. It's technically it's twelve fifteen a.m. So March Madness kicking off and. None of us are super like into like we're not draft analysts and we're also not huge uh, college basketball analysts. Although there are some fantastic names for these uh, colleges, and we are going to, as a group, get behind one team, and we have let Anthony choose that team for us. And Anthony, the team, the bench mob will be cheering for in the March Madness tournament is by the team where putting all our cards on, you know, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, the number 10 seed in the Midwest bracket, and they're going to kick Clemson's ass tomorrow at 1.35 p.m. They have tons of huge names. They got, uh, I don't know, uh, Gary Baker. <laughs> I don't know if that's his actual first, first name, but G. Baker. 
uh, N. Brooks, you know, M. DeCoure. <laughs> Anthony, I, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have something to ask. So say hypothetically, Rutgers loses against Clemson. Yeah. Where do, where do we go from there? That's one answer. Where do we go from there? We're yeah. a bunch of losers. and well, yeah, we, we, exactly. it's, ride, it's ride or die on the Rutgers, buddy. Like We're not going to betray them. We're not going to backstab them and start cheering for some loser top team like uh we got, okay no but we have to establish a backup team now to say that we made we made this call before the tournament started who do you suggest brady this is this is what i don't know we, we have to well, Anthony, uh, i'm fine with putting the ball in your court and letting you choose our uh our runner-up or okay safety blanket See, like, it's super tempting to just take a, a one seed, but that's no fun. Name a number in a bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Name a seed in a bracket uh, or one of the divisions. I'm looking at a... We'll, we'll take that team. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go east, number five. Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Oh, that's That's who it is? Okay. I'm okay with that. And uh, for the record, their top player is McKinley Wright. So we're all going to get McKinley Wright Colorado Buffaloes jerseys. And that will be our backup team, just in, cla- just in case uh, Rutgers. Well, watch it. Watch the final be Rutgers for Colorado. <laughs> what a ride that would be. <laughs> that would be amazing. I love it. That is our, uh, that's our NCAA analysis because – it's a really weird year because of COVID and everything, and it's uh, it's, it definitely affected college basketball, just like it's affecting the OHL and and all the uh, the kids who are trying to get drafted into every league. Uh, it didn't really affect college football that much because it's just a whole different beast. College football. Football in the USA is like that will never get canceled. There could be like uh nuclear airstrike coming and they'd probably still be playing the game full capacity at like the Alabama game. I swear oh, it, to God. It, it's ridiculous. It, they <laughs> you're not you're not American if you you don't ride or die for football. Exactly. Um but talking about the March Madness tournament like, you look at from past years there's some teams that aren't in the tournament. Pretty surprising to see i think i think there's a few teams i can't i don't know them off the top of my head and i can't really search it i don't know how to i don't know what to search but there's a few teams that had to withdraw because of covid they had some positive tests so always uh, one of them they're fun Kentucky was another yeah there was a, quite a few i want to say I, i'm not gonna say and be wrong oh duke uh duke went out because they had had COVID Yeah, they had to withdraw from their uh, conference tournament, which means they couldn't make the NCAA tournament because they couldn't win their conference tournament. So that's why Duke is not in, Kentucky's not in. It's just a really weird year. Never mind, Virginia isn't. All right, um, let's get to some NBA. And just so we're all aware, we are from Canada. And the Toronto Raptors are our team, the team we live and die by. And we're closer to dying at the moment than living because they are out of the playoffs and under 500. 
And it's been a tough season. Uh, rumors about Kyle Lowry and traded have basically been squashed. Um, Michael Grange, Josh Lewenberg, very credible reporters who cover the team, have basically squashed those rumors. So Kyle Lowry's not going anywhere. Also, he makes $30 million. Hard to make the money work if you're the Clippers, Sixers, Heat, a team that'd be looking at Kyle Lowry. So the the, the name I have that I think... Like I have a Raptors jersey right beside me right now. I, I'm very invested in this team. I believe they should look. I'm not going to say they should, but they should look to trade Norman Powell, who over the last 10 games is averaging nearly 30 points. And it's mostly because of the opportunity he's been given with Pascal Siak and Fred Van Vliet missing a good portion of those games. And I look at Fred. Uh, sorry, I look at Norm. And the value he could bring back, I don't know exactly what he, the exact figure he could bring back. But if the Raptors can get a really decent draft pick, like a like a, a number 12 draft pick, and a good big man, then I would definitely support the Raptors trading Norman Powell because his contract's up at the end of the year. And unless you're going to give him the $19 million or about so that he's going to get from other teams, then it might be in your best interest, Ben, and I'll throw it to you first, to trade Norm Powell and just get some future assets back. Besides, you know, you could have him walk at the end of the year. You know, and it's, I think it is time to start thinking this way. This isn't one that I had thought of previous to this, but it is a a uh, good point that you brought up. He's a free agent at the end of the year, and are we going to pay a lot of money to bring him back? I don't know. I'll be sized at before, but see. I'm with you on the fact that it's hard to, for me to gauge how much interest there is in Norman Powell. And I think that you said maybe a, a solid big man and a middle first round draft pick. I think if you get one or the either, I think you. I think it would be good for the team. You're trying to get though, maybe a younger uh, center power forward that can grow with the sort of young core that we have now. I'm just. I don't. From the top of my head, I can't think of someone to sort of be that center that can so maybe go into the draft is the better way to go and hopefully get a, like you said, 14 pick and use that to upgrade that position because it is definitely a need. And Aaron Baines is not, is far from the answer. One guy whose name I did see, um, was Wendell Carter Jr., who was recently benched for Thaddeus Young over in Chicago. Uh, I saw a trade involving Norm and Wendell Carter Jr. He sort of fits that description there. And uh, what do you think about that there, Ben? I like that one. Uh, that kind of forgot about Wendell Carter Jr. He just hasn't really lived up to any expectations so far. That's someone who... Uh, needs a change of scenery i feel like the bulls will would be willing to trade a player like that so 
that's one that you might be able to get him for deep and still get a draft, a decent draft pick along with it. It's someone who hasn't established himself as a solid player and someone who like, the Bulls would much rather a guy like Norm who can take some of the scoring load off Levine and uh, he, in a, he, he brings energy and athleticism. So, yeah, that, that that's a, a trade I could actually see working out for both sides. And Brady, before I throw it over to you, I just want to clarify for, for everyone. I don't think the Raptors should tank. I think they should still try to make the playoff. I'm just saying you don't need Norman Powell to make the playoff because without Norm, your starting five is Kyle, Fred, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and then whoever you're starting at center, whether it be Chris Boucher or Aaron Baines. So he's coming off the he'd be coming off the bench if this team is fully healthy. So I don't think Brady, we need Norman Powell to see the Raptors still have similar winnings at the end of the season here. No, exactly. I think it's definitely like getting a a good solid big man. Definitely something that is more beneficial to the team. Although Norm can come off the bench and get you 20 even. What did he, he got 42 the other night. Yeah. Like people know he can score, but when you when, when you don't have a good solid and established big man on your team, it's 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 not easy. It's hard. Um, I do like the Wendell Carter deal. Like if that, if obviously, uh, there's no actual talks of it happening, right? No, no. It's just been speculation. If but like someone threw it out there and I liked it. Yeah. No, that. Like I was trying to think of some some big men that could fit in a deal like that. And when you said Wendell Carter, I was wow, that's almost perfect. Um. But when you guys were talking about like the overall value or like of teams that would want Norm, is that what is that what you guys were talking about? You, like the market for Norm yeah. that's out there. I think honestly, like there's no specific teams, but honestly, most teams can use a guy like Norm, a guy that can just come off the bench and just score for you, or and he can even start. So I don't know. It is a tough spot for the Raptors, but I, I do think that there's still some playoff pushes that that they can have with the roster, and getting a big man would only do wonders for the team. All right, uh, any more NBA you guys want to touch on before we wrap it up here? Oh. Uh, not too much going on quite yet, but I'm sure we'll hear more when uh, when we get a little closer to the deadline. Yeah, next week's show will be actually yeah. a reaction to the deadline. We'll be recording after the deadline has passed, assuming we record at the same time that we usually do. So it should be interesting to see the moves that do get made, and uh, we'll have a reaction to those. Um, so for the whole bench mob. I am Christian, and thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the pod. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Bench Talk Podcast and give us a subscription and a rate. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, make sure you give us some love there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bench Talk Podcast. <laughs>